Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45 yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating, and others who are saying, You've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Morning, early odds time right here, Sports Radio 670, The Score. Here's what's on my mind, and I fully admit, I do the following maybe a few times a year, but I don't care right now. We are entering the buzzsaw, the best time of the year when it comes to pure volume, volume for sports bettors. College basketball, case can be made that Thursday, Friday, we just went through, of the conference tournaments, are even better than what's going to happen next week. I can't quite go there, but either way, Selection Sunday tomorrow, followed by three weeks of madness. NFL, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz takes. Khalil Mack took over the week, and free agency is on Monday. Draft buzz already happening. Major League Baseball, spring training. We expect guys like Bryant, Rizzo, Korea, to name a few, to have some landing spots. Very soon, opening day, all within a month. Also in that window, the Masters, NBA playoffs start, NHL trade deadline. We all know that football is king and the games are the best, but there is no shortage of stuff to bet on right now. I'm just talking pure sports volume. And we know the best time talk about this every week to get on top of these things is to get ahead of the move you'd love to have that Russell Wilson 31 to 1 ticket in your pocket instead of chasing 14 and 15 to ones that are available right now so let's go broadcasting live from the score Hyundai studios presented by your local Hyundai dealers my guy Ryan Horvat. I will not call him Ryan Horvat because his wife gets really mad. It's Ryan Horvat, host of Bet MGM tonight, weeknight, 6 to 10 p.m. Odyssey app, also 1059 FM HD2, 1059 FM HD2, 6 to 10 p.m. 
every single night. So, Horvy, some Bears fans the other day were trying to do these mental gymnastics and convince themselves that it would mean more if they could win the NFC North with Aaron Rodgers still in the division. Let me ask you this. If your team somehow gets back to the Super Bowl, back to the Super Bowl, would it mean less because this is a, now a trash NFC? Uh, no, not, not at all, man. I mean, you just, you just got to get there, right? I don't care. It doesn't really matter to me. I find that to be hilarious. Um, (laughs) Hey, I'll tell you this though. You know who really scares me? And I actually kind of like to win the NFC. I'm not going to lie. The price is plus 1800 right now, 18 to one. I like Minnesota a little bit now that Mike Zimmer's gone. I think he was the problem. I think they gave up on Mike Zimmer week six. I mean, they were all beat up. Uh, he was this defensive minded head coach. Like they need to focus on what they could do offensively. That scored 35 points a game, even with Kirk cousins, if he's back, which he should be. Uh, I love Justin yep. Jefferson. I like them. Uh, don't sleep on the bears. If Justin Fields could have that sophomore leap, but uh, I think it's going to be green Bay and no, I mean, I don't care how bad the NFC North is. <laughs> doesn't matter to me. Or, or just the NFC in general with Brady retiring, right. at least for the moment, Russell Wilson switches conferences. You've got Dak and Stafford, and then there's a hell of a drop-off. You know, you said even with Kirk Cousins, like it's a bad thing, and I totally understand where you're coming from. However, we can make a case right now that Kirk Cousins is a top-five quarterback in this conference. In the NFC? Yep. Absolutely, yeah, statistically for sure. Um, he, He was pretty solid last year by the numbers. I'm with you. You know, and I'm with you on the NFC as well, especially you got Brady leaving Tampa Bay. We'll see what the Rams look like after winning the Super Bowl when Odell Beckham Jr. is back on the field, like who they're able to bring back. But, you know, it's funny because I was looking at the NFC and the price with Green Bay, which I'll probably end up playing, and then Minnesota as well. (laughs) And then I thought, you know, I wasn't really all that impressed with Trey Lance, and I get why the number is where it is for San Francisco, but still, like, they're bringing everybody back, but I feel like that number is saying that there's a 50, 50 shot that Tom Brady is going to be the starting quarterback in San Francisco. Like I could see that happening. Or do you think that number is saying that maybe Trey Lance is the real deal or they win despite of Trey Lance because they could run the ball in that defense. Like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe, maybe that number is saying that maybe Brady does come back. Like I could see it happening. No, what's happening now is there's something happening in the league that never occurred years ago. And it's happening every single year. Quarterback movement by top 10 to 15 guys. So what these books are forced to do is put these prices in the middle. Was that the true number on Denver when they were 20 to one before getting Russ? No, they were putting it in, in the middle, just trying to protect themselves a little bit. Washington, did they really get worse going from Taylor Heineke to Carson Wentz? Some are saying yes. I say no, they didn't get worse. At worst, it's a lateral move, but the number came down at some books from 60 to 75 to one because they were playing it in the middle because there was that chance that they could land Deshaun Watson. And that, that's what's happening right now with a lot of these books. We don't know the true yep. numbers on teams until we get the quarterback position set and then we see some of the reaction and overreaction. What I find fascinating about Russell going to Denver and Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay, and anybody with a pulse realized that he wasn't leaving the Packers. Everything that was happening, just pay attention. He was not leaving. But we saw similar reaction in the betting markets. Numbers cut in half. Those Denver Conference, Super Bowl, Russ MVP odds, 
cut in half. And you just mentioned the Packers conference nearly cut in half from plus 600 down to plus 350, even though we knew he was staying. Right, exactly. And that's why you got to get ahead of it. That's what they do. And, you know, and that's what I wish I would have done actually with Russell Wilson. But we figured Russell Wilson was going to force his way out of Seattle. I mean, it looked like it was going to happen last year. Right. And then he's uh, at the Super Bowl. He's in the box with Roger Goodell and all week we're hearing there's no way that Seattle's going to move Russell Wilson. In fact, that press conference with Pete Carroll, what was that like a week ago, a week and a half ago, you know, it was looking like they weren't going to move him. I wish I would have jumped on the MVP number for Russell Wilson, because like we talk about this every year, like he's never even received a vote. So the narrative will be there. He has all those weapons in Denver. And I do think he's still the third best quarterback still in that conference. But with those weapons, man, if he stays healthy, because like the knock on him last year was, oh, well, you know, he had a down year. He also had a finger injury. Like he came back a month too early and the surgeon, the guy that performed the surgery said that it was one of the more gruesome, tough injuries that he ever had to perform surgery on. And there he is. He could still throw the deep ball. And so I'm thinking about playing the MVP just because it's a better price than their Super Bowl odds. Like. I, I get it. And I, I still don't think that I have to see Denver for a couple of weeks, but then we'll miss the number. So if anything, right. I'm playing Russ to win MVP before I pick them to win the, win the Super Bowl. But yeah, I mean, I should have jumped on green Bay. We all knew Rogers was coming back, but um, it is kind of crazy because like we have never really seen this in the NBA. We've seen this like free agency and all these crazy trades at the deadline, like James Harden getting moved every single year, but we've never really seen like quarterbacks move like this. You know, I was shocked. I, I wasn't really shocked, but like when, I always figured Brady was going to retire a Patriot, right? I mean, first it was Peyton Manning, but that was the move Indianapolis had to make because of Andrew Luck. Um, But when Brady actually went to Tampa Bay, like I figured, oh, we're going to see this a lot. And then it was Matthew Stafford to the Rams. You know, there was a 50-50 shot. Maybe Rodgers would go to Denver. Now it's Russell Wilson. I think we're going to see this more and more with the quarterbacks. No doubt. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest, Ryan Horvat, bet MGM tonight on the BetQL Network. The other interesting part is many of the teams that we're talking about, as we wait on more quarterback movement, AFC, AFC. So now what is Indy going to do? Is it going to be Jimmy Garoppolo? Then all of a sudden they make an upgrade. What about Pittsburgh? Can they land a quarterback? There were all sorts of rumors floating around this week about them getting Deshaun Watson. If you look at the MVP odds, five of the top six guys on the board all reside in the AFC, which we cover the NFC North so much. This thing is wide open. It's like, okay, what's the second or third team you trust? You're at the reigning Super Bowl champs and the Packers who end up failing in the playoffs. And then there's Dallas. It's yeah. Dallas. Um, that's the top of the NFC compared to the, to the top. I mean, if we go through the top teams in the AFC, how many can we list off that we think could make the NFC championship game if they were playing there? Buffalo, Honestly, Buffalo. Man. Kansas City, Chargers, Broncos, Ravens, Bengals, (laughs) dare I say Browns or Steelers, if they make a quarterback upgrade, Tennessee, like, are we at 10 yet? I think the Jags are going to be scary. Not, not to represent the AFC Super Bowl. Then again, like we said that about who who was saying that about the Bengals. Yeah, man, I'm saying like the AFC is going to be insane next year we're with the nfc and you just brought up dallas 
Dallas can't even afford to bring back Amari Cooper. Like CeeDee Lamb can make these ridiculous grabs, but he can't like catch the routine passes. You know what I mean? Like we don't know what, and they're paying Zeke way too much money. Like that contract is destroying them. So great point. And I mean, the AFC is going to be, that, that was what I was saying with Aaron Rodgers. Why would you want to go to the AFC, especially in that conference and that division? If you could go back to the NFC North, if your ultimate goal is to win one more Super Bowl. For Russell Wilson, I guess it makes sense because he's been so frustrated with the offensive line and the play calling, and every year he's running for his life. But I would want to stay in the NFC. If I'm a quarterback, I do not want to go to the AFC because, like you said, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Like, I think there's going to be regression for the Bengals. This year, they face, what, the number two easiest schedule defensively. Now next year they have to face a first-place schedule. Like, the AFC is going to be wide open. We're in the NFC, I could probably make the case for, like, maybe three to four teams right now only. Speaking of the NFL, the draft markets are going haywire already. Cam Robinson gets tagged, and we go from hearing Neil's the favorite. Iquanu after the combine, he was right there neck and neck with Neil as the favorite. Now it's Aiden Hutchinson running away. Minus 165 to be the first pick overall. That's going to be fascinating to monitor over the next, uh, next month or so. And, and before we get to college hoops, I want to hit on... Uh, not your NBA team, but the team that you covered. Your NBA team is the Bulls. But the more and more I look at all of the numbers, as the Bucks with a challenging schedule continue to climb in the Eastern Conference standings, staring me in my face, we've got Giannis at at least 5-1, to one, the third favorite, and, and the numbers match. And you look at Denver, I love Jokic, had a big ticket on him last year. I hate it when the media tries to ding them for some of the stupid stuff. What are they, fifth, sixth seed in the West right now? And the East is so much stronger. If the Bucs are the one, that MVP should go to Giannis. Do you think so? Because, yes. okay, I've been saying this about a couple different guys, right? Like, I'm totally with you on Jokic, actually. And I know that he won it last year and they didn't want to give it to him last year. And you could say what you want about the seeding in the West. But look who he's doing it with, man. Like, Jamal Murray has missed the entire season. He's got a bunch of role players, and every single night, he has it all. Like, he can knock down the three-point shot. Um, his handles are great. His court vision, he's awesome. You know, and every year I talk about this, but Luka, right now, if you're watching these Mavs games, like the way the I Mavs know. are winning, they're it's winning too defensively. Late. It feels too late, doesn't it? Late. Yeah, it is, but man. Um, the run he's on right now is ridiculous. If it's if it's if he makes this run maybe like three weeks, four weeks before the all-star break, mm-hmm. he'd be climbing up right now. I do think it's gonna end up being Embiid. Like him and Harden look okay. so good together right now. They're winning games, but yeah, I mean, I don't hate taking a flyer on Giannis or even the Bucks to represent the East in the finals. Um, I do think if they meet Phoenix again and Phoenix is fully healthy, I do think Phoenix would win it this year, probably in six or seven games. Uh, I just think that they're even better than they were last year. And I don't fully trust the Bucs. I need to see Brooke Lopez back before I fully believe in him. You know what I mean? Because that's what they're lacking right now. They need a rim protector. And he's been out for the majority of the season. Um, They've cleared him to return to practice. So if he's ready for the playoffs, like he was so good in the playoffs last year and not even just defensively. And that series against Brooklyn, you know, he had some 20-point games um, against Atlanta. Like when Giannis missed the final two games of the series, he was really good. So they need him back. But I don't hate the Giannis play. I play John Morant, so that's who I'm rooting for. But it looks like he's a lock for most improved, unfortunately. Ah, disgusting. Just terrible. Should not be qualified for that award. I say it every week on the show. I've got to say it one more time. Uh, Giannis, he's right there for leading score. He's number two in PER. 
number two in win shares, and he might have the one seed in the East. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Giannis, and he's probably the best, and he's the best player on the planet. I mean, he is. He's the yeah. finals MVP. He scored 50 points in game six of the finals. He just doesn't get the buzz, which it it annoys me at this point. It's 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 just fatigue, you know. It's like Jordan could have won it every year, but they had to give it to Carl Malone, you know. Well, I was going to make the case for, I mean, Kobe should have won it, but they gave it to Steve Nash that one year, which didn't make any sense. The MVP, <laughs> man, sometimes it just doesn't really make any sense. I, oh, like, yeah. Like, like, when Derek I feel like got with, it. I, yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like with Giannis, though, he could win it every year, just like Jordan could and just like LeBron could. You know, there was a good stretch where LeBron could have been the MVP of the league every year. Hell, if the Lakers could just win a game, LeBron could be the MVP this year. He's been great. The team just stinks. All right, let's get to college hoops. Early odds of Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score. Hope your weekend is off to a terrific start. We're sitting here watching the conference tournaments. It's Selection Sunday tomorrow. Can't wait. So the betters that I talk to, basically there, there are two schools of thought right now. You either think Gonzaga is one. They're on a tier by themselves. They're five to six points better than any other team in the country. They're going to win the championship. Or you think, Oh, this thing's wide open. There are about 10 to 12 teams, maybe more, that are just as good as Gonzaga. And those people are getting a portfolio of title winners together because there are some teams that, you know, they check a lot of boxes and you can find them 50, 70, maybe even 80 to one. Am I reading that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. And like, with the Zags, man, like last year I did it a couple of years ago when they made that run to the national championship game. I did it. And it's just like you look at the price and four to one. It's just it's not something that I'm interested in just because they have let me down. But I like this team and I think they're even better than they were last year. And I loved them last year with Jalen Suggs, Drew Timmy. Drew, I mean, Drew Timmy is great. Chet Holmgren probably going to be the first pick in the draft or the second pick in the draft. I've really never seen anybody like him. He's like a creative <laughs> player where he's seven foot tall. He could shoot the three. He could handle the ball. Um, he's so dang skinny, though, uh, but he's great. I played Arizona, and I don't love that I did it um, because I played him 8-1 to one when I could have had a much better price. Um, but, I mean, 8-1 to one still, I do think that right now, I mean, a couple of weeks ago I was trying to make the case that I think they're the best team in the country. I still think I believe that. Um, the only thing that worries me a little bit is, you know, some, some of these games where they turn the ball over a little bit too much. But I just think they could play – when they play at the pace they want to, I think they could score with anybody in the country. I think they have guys that could get buckets in the final couple minutes. So I really like them. And, uh, you know, then there's the teams that I play every year that I'm interested in, like teams like Villanova. Uh, Virginia's not very good this year, but I really like Villanova, even though they don't have any stars. I guess you could consider Colin Gillespie a star, like as far as college basketball terms. But I just like teams that are well-coached, that play within a system, that defend like Villanova. And I really like teams that shoot over 75% from the free-throw line. Like I was talking about this on the show the other night. Like the first big bet I ever lost was a Memphis future for them to win the national championship when Derrick Rose was there. And we all know how that game ends. Uh, they can't make free-throws down the stretch. So I really like these these teams that are coached by, you know, Jay Wright, you know, um, Tony Bennett, teams that just like play within a system because college basketball is so much different than it was like 10, 12 years ago when mm -hmm. I started betting on these games and filling out brackets every year where, you know, you kind of knew everybody because there were these four-year players. Everybody stuck around for three to four years. You know what I mean? Like now you can make the case for like 30 to 40 teams really to win it all, I feel. I wouldn't be shocked 
if one of these teams just went on a run. You know what I mean? Like Duke, Duke has been so up and down all season long. And I know their record looks great, but the ACC has been so down this year. But I wouldn't be shocked if Duke did make a run to the Final Four. I wouldn't be shocked if Carolina, who was a big letdown the first half of the season, now they made a run to the Final Four. I just I feel like it's just it's wide open this year. Are we going to do the thing where the Big Ten just loses almost all of their teams in the first round again? I think it's kind of interesting, right? There is some uh, high-end talent offensively on these Big Ten teams, but so many of them, including Iowa, Purdue, even if you go down to Ohio State, they have a terrific offense, but defensively, it's just not there, and you get the feeling that's how their seasons are going to end because of the defense. Exactly. And I mean, like, you know what? I don't think it's going to happen this year, though. I think I I just think that all these teams are so battle tested. But I feel like we literally just had this discussion last year and I was let down. But okay, like Illinois, I, I liked Illinois more last year. But I do like Illinois when they play like they're capable of playing. The thing is, they can't have Kofi pick up those two early fouls like he has to be dominant. And they have to be knocking down their jumpers. I I like that they're able to go on these runs. Like if they do go down double digits in the first half, they could go on like a 15 to one run just like that in the second half. You know what I mean? Like they did uh, in the finale against Iowa, but also like that's not the team I want to back in March that just has to turn it on like that. You know what I mean? Ohio State, I'm out on Indiana uh, up and down all season long. Michigan, what a big letdown for them all year long. But no, I I do think that I think one of these teams in the Big Ten can make a run to the final four. I don't know if it's going to be Illinois. You know who I'm really high on actually is Iowa. Um, I did end up uh, before the Big Ten tournament. I played them, you know, four to one. I didn't do anything with them in the NCAA tournament. But what I like about them is they could score with anybody in the country. Um, They have a bunch of three point shooters. Keegan Murray. I also want to bet on a team that has a guy that could get buckets in the final five, six minutes of the games. You know what I'm saying? Like Keegan Murray, who averages 20 points per game. He's the best scorer in the conference. They have a bunch of shooters. And also, if you look at like the trending metrics, the final month of the season, they've improved so much defensively. So I think Iowa can make a deep run. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, you know, Iowa, I was talking about them this week on BetQL Daily as well. And Iowa is intriguing because they're a team that, When you look at some of those numbers that you mentioned, they rank highly top 15, top 20, offensively top five in the nation, but they kind of just fly under the radar. They aren't that sexy team because there are so many teams worthy of discussion this year. We're going to find a couple of those teams that check the boxes, but people kind of just pass over because they don't like Fran McCaffrey or the defense for the entire season has not been playing to the level that you'd like. Like LSU. I I could see them, a team with a number of big wins. Arkansas, look at what they did with that SEC schedule, arguably the best conference in the nation. Remarkable. And people just don't talk them up. UConn, I think there are a lot of teams that fit like that, and you know one of them is going to make a deep run. Well, exactly, man. And that's why – so I've been talking about LSU for like the last month. It's just – if you look at their roster – There is just too much talent, but the record is that way because the SEC is so tough. And I feel like there's going to be people that make the case for Alabama because if you look at strength of schedule, but no, like I'm out on Alabama because 
They don't shoot the three as well as they did last year. Um, I do like Nate Oates. I like Shackelford, but they don't play any defense. And I know that they're battle tested, but still like they're only shooting what 35% from three or whatever. They don't defend. So I'm out on them, even though they have played a very tough schedule. You know, they played Kentucky. That's the thing. I, I, I could see like a team that underperformed all season long, making a run right here, you know, but it's not going to be a team like Alabama. And that's why I'm like trying to keep an eye on, you know, one of these teams like near like the middle of the board, but it's just so tough because everybody's there's been so many teams this year, like Texas, for example, that are just like so unreliable, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, who do you trust when you look at this board? Who do you trust? Do you even trust the Zags? Do you trust Arizona? Do you trust Duke? Like who on this board could you actually make a case for? Which could set up for a chalky run on the other side. All right. So we've got futures title final four conference this weekend. We've got all the games to bet on. I I'm in four square pools already. I I'm running my survivor pool last man standing. Like it's too much and uh, bring it on. I can't wait until Sunday, man. Yeah. Same here, man. I can't <laughs> wait. It's, it's, it's going to be great. Like, honestly, and there's so many options now, man, like with futures, sweet 16, final four. And then like yeah. you said, just, I, I love filling out the brackets on selection Sunday on Monday. That is Ryan Horvat, host of Bet MGM tonight, weeknights 6 to 10 on the Odyssey app and 105.9 FM HD2. Horvy, let's do this again during the tournament, all right? Sounds great. Late yesterday, MLB win totals were finally posted. Yes. To go along with the already posted World Series, pennant, division odds. How about MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year? All there. Stat category leaders, hits leader, home run king, all that stuff. Let's discuss next, including the Cubs and White Sox numbers. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturday mornings 8 to 9 on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Score Listener line is open 24-7, 365 and powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. Sports Radio 670. The Score. Find me on Twitter at Joe Ostrowski at Joe Ostrowski. I promise the first batch of MLB win totals that hit the board Friday afternoon in Illinois, and also have some other numbers to consider as we prep for baseball season. White Sox tied for the fourth highest win total in all of baseball in line with their World Series odds. Sox, 91.5 wins after 93 victories last year. The only teams with a higher win total than the White Sox are the Dodgers, 94.5. Astros and Yankees both at 92 and a hook. Blue Jays right there with the Sox at 91 and a half. Over on the north side, we have to look towards the bottom. 71 victories last season. The Cubs win total opens at 73 and a half, and they know that Cubs money is going to move in. So is that the true number? Is it bumped up a win? couple of uh, possible scenarios. More Sox numbers. Plus 1,200 at points bet to win the World Series, tied for fourth. Plus 550 to win the pennant, third favorite. An overwhelming minus 200 favorite to take the central. You have to bet 200 to win 100. That implies a 63% chance. White Sox players up there for the Cy Young Award. Remember, Lance Lynn was your favorite for a good chunk of the summer. There are three starters in the top 11 odds. Giolito plus 1,000. Cease plus 1,800. Lynn plus 2,000. Now, when you go to the position players for the MVP, you're going to have to go down the board to the 14th spot until you find Luis Robert, 14th favorite at plus 2,800. 
over at PointsBet. That's where they have the Sox players bunched up. Abreu right there, Tim Anderson a few slots back. T.A., also one of the favorites to be the 2022 hits leader. Here are your Cubs numbers. Not as exciting. 100-1 to 1 for the championship. 45-1 to 1 for the pennant. Fourth favorite in the division, only ahead of the Pirates. Awards market, forget about it. A lot of the sports books don't even have a Cub listed under NL MVP. Marcus Stroman, you can find him at 50-1 to 1 for the Cy Young. Two teams in town with very different expectations. So to celebrate the start of baseball, now less than a month away, did not see that happening. May was the favorite. You could actually bet on that at some websites, which month would baseball start in. It was May, June, then July. People were not thinking April was in the cards, but here we are. Uh, But to celebrate that great news, yesterday on BetQL Daily, we shared some initial thoughts on MLB futures and a look at some awards. Myself with co-host Joe Giglio, and you also hear from Baseball Addict and our producer, Jake Hassan. Take a listen. So what are the big stuff as far as we're concerned, as far as the betting market? I mean, the playoff change, that's a big deal. That will change how we bet on teams, futures. So we have 12 teams make the playoffs, not 10. On a day-to-day basis with uh, team totals, game totals, universal DH is big. Finally happened, something we've all expected to happen. We have expansion. We go from 10 to 12. The owners wanted 14 teams. We were on board as a show for 14 teams. Uh, They settle on 12. They'll probably eventually get 14. This is not so much betting, but uh, the look of baseball, the, the, the actual game. There are going to be more rule changes. It's just not going to happen this year. Pitch clock is coming. It's coming. Not this year, but probably 2023. Ban on shifts, probably going to happen. Not this year, but maybe next year. There's going to be this 45-day period when the owners can implement these sort of changes. So if they didn't get them now, but they're, they're getting them around the corner. And we have futures out there. So what do we want to hit on here? Okay, so what, is, is anybody is anybody waiting to make a move because they're thinking, mm, I want to see where Correa goes. I want to see what happens with Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Clayton Kershaw's available. I don't know that he's going to go anywhere. He really does seem right. like a lifer to me. Schwarber has a DH somewhere. He can go play in the National League now, sure. right? Is anybody going to wait? I'll answer my own question first. Absolutely not. I don't think there's – even though there is that top-end talent, if somebody is going to overpay a lot for Correa, Matt Olson might get dealt from Oakland. Uh, that's actually probably likely to happen. Yep. Th- there isn't going to be any movement that is going to change the landscape of uh, the World Series contenders. I've got one, I think, that could change a couple of, of odds, and I, and I might jump on it now before it does. If you play the, the game of dominoes – I feel like the Mariners are going to sign another bat, right? Maybe a Trevor Story or a Chris Bryant. And I feel like Correa very likely could leave the Astros. You could find the Mariners right now 6-1 to one to win the AO West. You could find the Mariners plus 215 to make the playoffs. They were this close last year to make the playoffs. And they finished five games behind the Astros. If the Astros lose Correa and the Mariners add Robbie Ray and Chris Bryant, I think the Mariners could win the division. So like that's one that you could get worse odds, I think, three days from now or you know whenever this all happens. I like Seattle. Consider who they'll yeah. be calling up this year too. And, and you would think you know the young players I had last year will be better. I, I think they're ready to go make the playoffs. So I I, the, I would jump on that now. 
The only team to worry about is Houston. That's it. Can you and do Korea enough? Might be out. And at those Likely. odds, and at those odds, you have to take that shot. The other stuff in terms of players and teams, I'm probably going to wait. I want to see. I mean, the other one I thought of, the Giants, who won 107 games last year, are 22 to 1 because they lost Posey. Yes. They're going to spend yeah. money in the next couple of weeks. Their number is going to get worse, not better. First thing I thought of. First thing I gravitated towards, San Francisco Giants. A- am I too late here? You're right. They're going to continue to add. And, and they added Chris Bryant late in the season, and uh, he was a nice boost for their offense. But what are they going to do now? I, I think they're going to continue to improve. And you need to keep up with the rest of that division. Now, the Padres right. were an extreme disappointment last year. I would be surprised if they're that bad again. And we know what the Dodgers have, zero weaknesses. They should be aggressive. And what, what they got out of that roster last year might not be repeatable. So they're going to have to supplement that roster. Those are the two teams, I think, you jump on it now because it's only going to get worse, those numbers, Giants and Mariners. Mm-hmm. Did we? Uh, does Jake Hassan have an MVP ticket out there uh, somewhere? We're going Kyle Tucker, 30 to one, 30 to one for a guy who was arguably the best hitter in baseball in the second half of the season last year. He was the Astros best hitter over the full season last year. He's gotten better every year. His strikeout percentage keeps going down. His walkout percentage goes up potential for 20 stolen bases. He's a top tier uh, defender in the outfield. He was in the 88th percentile last year, 92nd percentile and outs above average the year before that just keeps getting better. Top five and weighted runs created plus and slugging. He got MVP votes last year. So your, his trajectory is going up with Correa leaving. The spotlight's going to be even brighter on him. A few minutes of BetQL Daily yesterday. You can check it out weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. on the Odyssey app and on 105.9 FM HD2. Made that statement about the Giants before the Carlos Rodon news. I know we say it every year, but it's still true. If he can only stay healthy, think about Rodon. Late games on the West Coast in that ballpark. Come on. Possible Cy Young look. Sky's the limit for that, dude. Just stay healthy. Subscribe to the BetQL Daily Podcast, especially now we've been talking about all the stuff uh, going on in sports betting and in sports in general. Weekly Early Odds contributor Jim Miller tells me that he wants to pick my brain on four college basketball teams. Maybe some futures ideas. We'll do that next. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Now you can sign up and start betting in seconds from anywhere with PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. All new customers will get risk-free bets up to $2,000. Time for weekly contributor here on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. You know his name. It is Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse and PointsBet Sportsbook. Jim Selection Sunday tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. It's so awesome. I mean, you're going to start immediately tomorrow putting brackets together and getting ready for all sorts of different pools. Everybody's going to look at their their Calcuttas. They're going to look at whatever they can do to find any type of value. And now with legalized sports wagering and with the remote registration, the ability to shop your prices is more important at this time now than ever. And this is this is the best time of year, Joe, the best tournament there is in sports. 
NCAA basketball. It, it truly is the best. And everybody knows I'm the sucker at the table. Just send Joe Ostrowski an email. No matter what kind of pool it is, he's going to sign up. Squares, yep. last man standings, my own survivor, whatever. I'm in. I'm in 100%. How many entries can I get? <laughs> that's what I'm asking. That's the, It's not am I going to be in. It's how many entries can I get down with? But that's the thing about it. And, and you look at how things are in the NCAA, and especially this year, Joe. There's no super team. There's no standout team. Mm -hmm. The first thing you have to determine, okay, we're in the Midwest. Is the Big Ten really any good? I mean, they have some ranked teams in that, but they beat each other up. That could be a conference that has a bunch of teams in again and fizzles out again in the tournament. But there's so much action here in the Midwest that you have to watch the odds and just kind of play things accordingly. But we see the most Big Ten basketball out of anyone. And I'll tell you, I don't know if the conference is really very good this year. Yeah, it could be a repeat. No question there. Look at the defensive numbers on some of the top teams in the conference, and they are kind of scary. Now, I would say that there might be some context when you look at those defensive numbers, because the majority of teams, the teams that are going to make the tournament tomorrow out of the Big Ten, they have better offenses than, than we've seen over the decades. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would agree on that. But at the same time, You've seen these teams show that they can beat anyone on any night or lose on any Mm -hmm. night. Look at Wisconsin, just the final week of the season. You have a huge victory against Purdue and then a huge loss against Nebraska. I mean, it was insane. You look at the conference tournament, you have Michigan up 18 in the first half against Indiana, and then they blow that game. I mean, it, it was just crazy kind of watching how the Big Ten was just throughout the entire course of the season. Injuries definitely play a part for sure. But for me, I'm actually going to stay away from the entire Big Ten Conference as much as possible for the NCAA tournament because I do think there's value to be found elsewhere. Okay, give me the teams on your mind. Let's uh, let's throw some ideas out there. All right, so here's kind of the thing that I really like about sports wagering here and the legalization is I like the ability to play teams to make it into the Final Four because you can find some value there and they don't have to win the championship outright. So first off, the first team I started with, the 17th-ranked St. Mary's. They're 20-1 to just to make the Final Four. They're 24-6 and on the season, Joe. They do have a victory against Gonzaga. They have a couple of losses against them, too. They defeated Notre Dame. They defeated Oregon. I think they're probably going to sit there as a little bit of a sleeper because they're a little bit of an unknown just based on where they play out of. But I thought they could be a little bit of a play. Uh, certainly the only question with them is, can they match up offensively now defensively this season, even though they do have a weaker schedule, they have been viewed as a top 10 defense. You mentioned a couple of their impressive games. You're going to split with Gonzaga. Now the problem for them is they're not going to have any home games. And we saw in that regular season finale, how much that home court impacted that game. I mean, they ran away from Gonzaga. There was never a point where you thought, oh, maybe in-game I should bet on Gonzaga because they have a run or two left in them. They put them away early. And another feather in their cap is San Francisco's another good team that will be in this tournament, pretty good seeding out of that conference. So maybe it's not as soft as uh, in previous seasons. They lost a close game to Wisconsin early. They beat Notre Dame early on in the season. So I do respect them in the sense that they weren't just going to take their great record out of uh, the West Coast Conference and and be fine with it and just make the tournament. In what we think is a pretty wide-open year, they are a top 20 team. So very curious about the draw that they get after a 25-7 and year. Yeah, and you're right, and, and that is. The draw is definitely going to be the key for them, but if they do get a good draw, and again, we're just looking at a team to make a run to the Final Four, 
They're sitting at 20 to one at points right now. Mm -hmm. So definitely worth looking at. All right. The next team is one that is 16 to one right now on points bet. It's the 11 ranked team in the nation, Providence, 24 and four. I think they even moved up to 25 and four, but they have wins against (laughs) Texas Tech, Xavier, Marquette, UConn, a two point loss to Nova. I think Providence is a pretty decent basketball team. The metrics do not like them at all. They, they didn't care about only four regular season losses. In Kempom, they're in the 30s. Net rating, they're in the 20s. Five and three in quad one games. Jim, we've gone too far. I know they've been a very lucky team. And all these one, two possession games seem to be falling their way this year. They're number one in, if you look at the, the luck number that some yep. people take a look at. Wisconsin is near the top 10, which is why some people are going to be fading the Badgers once we get to the tournament. But we've just come too far. How do you go 24-4 and four in the regular season? Then in the Big East, we're not talking Big 12, not right. talking SEC, in the Big East, they're the third favorite. I think people are going a little too far out of their way to make sure they fade Providence. It is. And here's the thing about it, Joe, and you, and you mentioned it. So many close victories on the year. Teams find ways to win close games. Teams find ways to lose close games, too, when you're on the better end of that. And they've been on the better end of it numerous times. I'll be curious to see how they play. I'll be curious to see mm-hmm. just kind of what their draw is, too, because I thought Providence had a solid chance. All right, here's the next one for you. And this is a team I like a lot. You're getting 5-1 to one to make the Final Four. That's Texas Tech. They've defeated Baylor twice. They've defeated Texas twice. They defeated Kansas this year and then had a double overtime loss to Kansas. They've had some bad losses, too, on their schedule. But I thought Texas Tech could be a pretty solid team to make some noise also. Really good. They're really, really good. Number one defense in the country. They swept Baylor. Not just beat them. They swept Baylor. They swept Texas. People thought it would be a downgrade with the new head coach. Mark Adams just done a terrific job. They beat Tennessee, a team that viewed as top 10, top 12 in the nation. They put together quite an impressive resume. So there's really not much you could say to ding Texas Tech. People are not expecting them to be in this range, but here they are without Chris Beard. Yeah, and they're they're just a very, very solid team, a great resume. And I think they're a team that can make a huge run. I think they're a team that actually has the potential to win the entire tournament. And then lastly, Joe, only because, again, you have to look at value and maybe it comes to shopping your price a little bit. But look at Gonzaga just to make the final four, not to win at all. They're at minus 120 just to reach the final four. Their only three losses on the season are Duke, Alabama, and St. Mary's. They've defeated UCLA, defeated Texas, defeated Texas Tech, defeated St. Mary's twice. And Gonzaga is a proven seasoned team. They're going to be a number one seed. They're a team that is going to have probably the easiest path to the final four. You tend to wonder if still seeing only minus 120, minus 110, minus 130 isn't too bad of a price actually on this team. I hear what you're saying. And the committee should set it up where they they should probably walk to at least the elite eight. Yep. I'm not laying a price. I'm not laying a price, but that's just my style when it comes to the final four in this specific format. But I think we could have a real conversation that Gonzaga is just as good, if not even a hair better than what we saw last season. The problem for them is the other ones 
and the twos and even the threes that we're going to see this season seem to be stronger than a year ago. All of them have their faults, but all of them also have their strengths. And you're right about that. The ability to make the run, it is such a top-heavy tournament to me. The ones, twos, and threes are where so much of that strength comes from. I don't know if you're going to see that massive run out of a 12 seed this year or a 10 seed even. It seems like it's a top-heavy tournament. I just think Gonzaga is the best of the best. Uh, can't wait till tomorrow. Can't wait till things really kick into high gear on Thursday. What about the horses today, Jim? All right, we have one derby prep today. It's taking place at Tampa Bay Downs. That's race number 11, the Tampa Bay Derby. Bet the nine, ship stational across the board. This horse is five to one in the morning line and should be tough. And then at Hawthorne, two races. Race two, bet the three, Magic Knight across the board. And in race three, bet the six, seven times a charm across the board. And we'll see if we can make some money and build up that tournament bankroll. That's our friend Jim Miller, Hawthorne Racecourse and Points Bet Sportsbook. Jim, we'll uh, talk during the tournament next weekend, all right? You got it. I'm ready, bud. Guys, you're going to want to seek out BetQL Daily all week, so subscribe to the podcast right now. That's BetQL Daily, just in case. You might forget. We get busy. And seek out my hits Tuesday through Friday right here on 670 The Score. Tuesday with Parkins and Spiegel. Wednesday with Mully and Haw. Thursday with Lawrence Holmes. And Fridays with Bernstein and Rahimi. The newsworthy stuff this week alone. Calvin Ridley gambling, quarterback movement, March Madness, NFL draft odds all over the map. The Masters numbers will move based on what happens over the next two days at the players. Don't forget about the NBA, NHL, and baseball's back. Even though baseball never really left us, but we thought it was going to leave us. Nope, we're getting 162. It's going to be phenomenal. And we'll be talking about it right here on early odds and on the score. Speaking of the score, inside the clubhouse is next. I heard Bruce Levine and David Hall be popping bottles on a Saturday morning. So stick around, cash some tickets, and keep it locked here on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.